You're listening to episode 10 of Scaling Up. Welcome to Scaling Up with personal brand and freedom stylist, Elizabeth Hartke. Each week, Elizabeth brings you the tools you need to create a life of true freedom and fulfillment by scaling and monetizing your personal brand. Get clarity, become a leader in your field and make an impact that pays. Grab your favorite healthy smoothie or beer and let's get to the show. Okay, guys, we got to talk about something serious here. If you're looking to build a successful business with a growing income, are you maximizing the financial potential of your audience? We see it literally all the time. People with a huge following or an ever-growing following, and we assume that they've got it made. But you would be absolutely shocked by how many people I've talked to who haven't figured out how to monetize their following. But here's the great news. You don't need a huge following to build a big business or a big income. And if you do have a big following, but you haven't tapped into it yet, we're going to walk you through that. Today, we have a very special guest and my good friend and mentor, Mr. Vito LaFada. Vito is a new dad to a very handsome little dude, totally married up, in my opinion, to his stunning wife, Anna, who's also a great friend of mine. And he is the co-creator of the Visionary Planner and the creator of the Fitnesspreneur's Life and Fitness Profit Systems. He's also a total wino by admission and a fellow Italian, but he's recently upped his Italian game and he now owns his own vineyard, which I've seen in person and is super beautiful. He has had this dream forever and he's now tapping into the winepreneur space. This guy has been on a mission to help visionaries monetize their message, lead their tribes to a success, and create massive impact while working from home. And I asked Vito to join us today to talk shop on all things monetizing your following, specifically in the social media realm, because he is brilliant in the online marketing space, and he wants to help entrepreneurs to capitalize on what's right in front of them. Today, we're going to be talking about the must-dos of making more money through social media, the major mistake you're likely making right now that is keeping you from making more money, why it's actually about quality over quantity, what you might be doing wrong in your posts, and the number one thing you have to build out if you want to earn six-plus figures and beyond on social media and by utilizing your following. So if you have dreams of taking over the world and building an amazing income alongside your world domination, this episode is for you. Today's episode is sponsored by my seven-day ditch-your-day-job planner. Over the last seven years, I've researched, I've worked alongside some of the best leaders in different industries and learned all about what it takes to create a life of freedom and fulfillment. And I've compiled the knowledge, the experience, the tools, and the how-tos into a seven-day course that is specifically designed for the go-getter who is ready to lay that groundwork for breaking out of their nine-to-five-day job and bringing their idea, their passion, their purpose, or their business to life. Whether you haven't even gotten anything off the ground yet or you want to go next level in what you've already created, you will spend seven days with me building out your plan to be able to ultimately ditch your day job. This is the blueprint. I have been there. I was stuck in that cubicle life. I had this aching that I knew I was made for something more and was being called to take some major, major leaps in my life. My only regret was not starting sooner. So 
I wish so desperately that I had something like this to speed up my process from day one. And I am doing something extra special for my listeners too. You are going to get early VIP access to my seven-day Ditch Your Day Job Planner, and that means you get it at my limited time VIP pricing too. So you're going to get over 50% off just because you're my people, and I totally want to see you live your dreams. Now on to the show. I want to tell you guys a funny story about how Vito and I connected and how we first met. So... So when I was kind of up for my first really big speaking gig, it was going to be in front of almost 10,000 people. I was being paired up with another entrepreneur to speak. And I got paired with Vito Lafada. And I'm like, who the hell is this guy? Well, come to find out he's the only person on the planet that's more sarcastic than me. And when we came to deliver our speech, We both showed up, walked out on stage, dressed in all black. Both of us are Italian. And it looked like a scene out of The Godfather. And that's when I knew it was meant to be, this relationship. And ever since then, Vito and I have been working very closely together. And he's been a great mentor to me and a great friend, he and his wife, Anna. And I'm super excited to have you on the show today, Vito. I'm pumped, Liz. Now, I'm surprised you didn't tell the second half of this story, though. Here we go three years and we go to co-present again together no planning and we both decide to show up in like you're wearing like a pink dress and I have like a pink shirt on and your husband's just like good god did you do, do this again and we're just like son of a bitch we didn't plan this what is the matter with us I don't so, know it's it's strange I don't know what is up with that because we swear we don't text each other before these things no, no, I try to talk to you as little as possible. And it's just like, what? How the hell did this happen? So it was uh, pretty funny, but it's pumped to be on your podcast, girl. This is awesome that you got this thing going. Thank you. And I know my listeners are going to eat up today's episode because talking about the concept of monetizing your social media following, it's yeah. such a powerful thing. And, and so few people are doing it right. But before we go there, I want. Mm them to get a better picture of Vito. So what led you here? How'd you get your start? You know, why are you so passionate about mentoring other entrepreneurs to success? Oh, okay. So you asked that a bunch of questions in a row. I'm going to start with why am I so passionate to mentor entrepreneurs to success? Because I just think that's where the world is today. Entrepreneurship has never been a better opportunity than right now. Because the online game flattened it for everybody. Like anybody that has a will can figure out the way and can get online and can start freaking being an entrepreneur, can be an at-homepreneur, can be a parentpreneur, which are all things that we're uber passionate about. And we feel that that's what's going to make a difference. Like, who wants to be living in the nine-to-five freaking world anymore? Nobody's enjoying that living anymore. Nobody's enjoying, well, I don't say nobody. There are obviously there are people there, but I'm talking about our circles and there are people that are just like, Brick and mortar isn't the route I have to go anymore. So show me how the hell I can work from home. I can make a living. I can touch my audience. I can freaking be there to live the life I want. And I think that's how we're going to put the change in the world. For us, that's how we feel we're going to affect gun violence and we're going to affect depression and the things that are going on in the world because let's put more people at home, earning the living there. You're there with your kids. You're there with your family. You're connected more. You're able to catch the things that are in life and you're living more memories. So it's pretty freaking amazing. So that's what got us there. But the journey there was just 
an ugly long run. I'll give you a couple like milestones because I think for your audience then I'll also kind of share some takeaways because uh, if I'm not mistaken, a lot of your audience is coming from the job world and they're looking to how do I transition? How do I get to the next level? But I was a Wall Street trader, like coming straight out of college, like $50,000 on an education, economics to end up down on Wall Street and about two years, well, three years in or so, there came this point that I was just like, if I have to work with these people the rest of my life, I will go postal. I will kill myself or kill them and whatnot. That I was like, I do not want to be surrounded by these people. And overnight after I had this like dream in this big arena, I call it the arena dream, the Coliseum dream because I was in a big Coliseum because I always should have been a gladiator somewhere in my life. But nonetheless, I'm in a Coliseum and have this voice that says, go pursue your dreams. I left Wall Street on a dime. Didn't think about the 50,000. Didn't think about all the years invested. I just said the path forward for the life I want needs to keep going instead of staying stuck there. So that's the idea of just be willing to be evolutionary. So I moved from Wall Street into working for Calvin Klein and in the fashion industry. And there, while it was great, it was the same kind of concept. Did not love the people I was around. But more importantly, I just learned that not every company is willing to think forward. And in a company that's not willing to think forward, you can feel your creativity being shut. I guarantee you that there's people in your audience that have been like, I feel like my creativity is getting shut. I feel like I can figure out a better way I can do more with my life, my process, my skill, my crap. And same kind of thing. I just was not willing to believe in dogma. And I ended up kind of bucking the system, if you will, where I wasn't willing to like kowtow to everything that they said. And I got fired over that because I had, I wanted to stand on my principles that I feel that there's a better way to do business in this company. And my numbers proved it 32% up than anybody that ever had my job because I didn't follow their way. I got fired. And I remember that day because number one, I stood my principles. Number two, that feeling of having your income taken away from you when you're pursuing what's right is a feeling that I never wanted to feel again. And I was just like, that sucks when somebody can take your thing from you that way. And I ended up kind of being like a wanderer working for my sister for a couple of years before I found fitness. And I did the whole fitness thing for a while. I got super successful there. But then I did the classic, what's the next step when you're full in your service-based business? I go and refinance my house. I take out a hundred freaking grand. I open up a gym and I go into the brick and mortar world. and There I am about two years in and it's the point of growth. And I'm like, I got to get myself off the floor, but nobody prepared me for business. Nobody prepared me for marketing. I was just really good trainer that opened up a business and nobody said, by the way, you know, when you open a business, you better be damn good at business and marketing and all that stuff. I did not know that, but now I'm six figures in the hole in a brick and mortar business, working more hours than when I was a trainer, making less money than when I was a trainer. And I was just like, shiz, this sucks. By the way, is your audience okay if I curse? Because it's going to happen. Yeah, it's inevitable. I knew that going into inviting you onto the show. You you should put like a disclaimer on this. I think I've seen on your podcast, like wholesome language or something like that. Whatever your your podcast (laughs) says, what does it say? Like clean language or something. I'm like, that rating is going away. I'm going to take that rating away quickly from you. It was only a matter of time. Yeah, but anyway, long story short, I ended up working through as a small business owner, 
And it was just, there I am under debt. I have to get out of a bad business partnership. And in the process of getting out of bad business partnership, I lose that house. I go 105 grand in debt. And I'm freaking like in some apartment, like this sucks. How the hell do I make a change? And that's when online was just caught, was at least that's when I caught on to online. That was like 2010. So I started looking at this online thing. How do you make a course? How do you get your stuff online? And that's also when Beachbody and network marketing came into my life, which was like an at-home business. So I was just like, oh, what's this like network marketing thing? That's awesome. And what is this online thing? And I just went all in and I studied under all the greats, the Brendan Bouchards, the Jeff Walkers, the Ryan Dices, the Dan Kennedys and all the guys. And all I've figured out in anything in your life. So anybody that's listening to this, if you've gone through something, if you've learned a way through something, if you have figured out a path forward that there's other people behind you that are like, I want to go down that path. I want to follow that suit. You can today monetize that in an online business and just be like, I can get on. I can shit like media is easy here. We're going to talk about monetizing social media. Shit. Anybody can be a media channel today. The whole thing is, is do you have a story, a path, a process, something to offer your audience that makes them want to engage in your business? You can create anything today. And today we're just seeing that it's happening faster, easier, and with the right things like what we're going to share today, quicker profit and ability. And I think that's what gives people confidence most things stopping people right now is they're unconfident, unsure how to do it. We're just like, shit, it's 2019, man. There's a roadmap for everything. What's yeah. stopping you often is just the will. We don't have the excuse anymore. It's like every resource you could ever imagine. Even the mentors that back in the day, you'd actually have to be able to get in touch with a mentor and have them willing to mentor you where now we can access their stuff from a distance, someone can be your mentor and they don't even have to know who you are. So I totally, yeah, I mean, that, remember that's how I was trying to work with you. I was just like, come on, work from a distance. <laughs> Shut your stupid <laughs> Italian pie hole. <laughs> Moving on. So I don't know about you, but I get totally fired up about this particular topic because I've encountered so many people who are just they're flopping in this department and they have so much potential. I told you already, Vito, but I'll tell our listeners, I experienced this multiple times in talking to successful, I say that in air quotes, entrepreneurs. When you look at their social media, I'm talking like hundreds of thousands of followers. So this, this one woman in particular, she had multiple hundreds of thousands of followers she had incredible engagement. She had such a community. She built it organically. She wasn't paying for followers or anything. So these are people who are seeking out Great. what she has to offer. So in talking to her, she was looking for a business coach and some guidance. In talking to her, I'm thinking, okay, so she's obviously raking in the dough and she's mm. got to be you know, out of a nine to five and full time in this. Not only was she not out of her nine to five job, she was doing this still as a side hustle because she was hardly making money selling one-off nutrition plans to people through her social media. That's how she was building her business. That's it. And she would put up a post on social media saying, if you want a personalized meal plan, email me and here's my email. And that was it. She had all the potential in the world that she was just not tapping into. So we have a lot of entrepreneurs who are breaking into this entrepreneurial space. And then we have people who are already neck deep in it, but they haven't mastered it yet. They're making some money, but, or maybe even good money, 
but they're leaving a lot of money on the table. So what are some things that you've seen or that you know that they can be doing to maximize potential in this space? Okay, let's unpack that from a a couple angles. Because number one, the reason that a lot of that is happening is number one, you're chasing the wrong metrics. You're chasing the metric of followers versus dollars. Right. I can't go to the bank and be like, hey, Chase, here is my 166,000 followers. Can I deposit this in the bank? And they're like, no. And we're still like clicks, engagement, likes, loves. Those are all ego freaking metrics. Getting somebody to hit buy now is a business metric. So we've been fooled and conned into chasing the wrong things because it's social media. So it's meant to be social and we're meant to have these things going on and whatnot. But the minute you decided that you wanted to monetize social media, you needed to change the metric. You needed to be like, am I getting opt-ins? Am I getting sales? Am I getting conversions? And you better have had a business model for it on the backside. So that's number one. If you're like, I want to monetize it, you're going to have to start treating it like a business and not treating it like it's like you and your friends hanging out, having freaking mint juleps on a Friday night. And let's tell each other our little stories and please hit love and whatnot and that. So that's, that's number one there. Number two, the reason that they're stuck in that place where they're not monetizing well is they haven't created any scale or any automation to it. So they're just feeding a service-based business that requires more time. So all they're doing is the same, it's the equivalent of when you used to go around and hand out business cards and try to get people and you're like, I can only take so much business this way as compared to you haven't yet built courses and products or events, high ticket stuff, whatever different ways. There's there's many different ways to monetize and we could talk about that a little bit, but those are the, the, the two big reasons that are there. And then they don't have a process. They're not settling into a process of how do I attract an audience that is willing to buy from me? And we got to talk about that process if somebody wants to monetize. Makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, that's what I see all the time is it's just people are building such a vulnerable business by mm. thinking that social media is theirs. First of all, it's rented space. So I've seen multiple times people who are completely dependent on their social media platform, let's say Instagram or Facebook, where they run their ads or whatever. And Instagram, Facebook, which are the same entity, decide, well, we want to shut you down. We don't have to give you a reason. And they do. And now they've literally, they have collected no emails. They've, they just they don't have a list to reach out to these people. Yeah. They don't have, they have like a couple of one-on-one relationships that they've built, but they've lost their hundreds of thousands of followers. So they're building such a vulnerable business by trying to build yeah. it solely on the back of social media with no product suite, with nothing to back it up, with no uh, automation, like you said. And it's a scary thing watching people do that. Yeah. And the, the, the other scary part is what's coming down the pipeline, if you look forward a little bit, is regulation. So you got the company can shut you down, but then you're also going to have government regulation stepping in because of all the PC babies in the world that need their like soft coddling and cooing, you can't say certain things. You can't be like, make money. You can't, like a lot of our, the people that we work with come from the fitness and wellness space. If they start showing a, like a person in a bikini, body shaming, 
making another person feel bad about their body. And you're like, good God, like that's like, I can't jump into that person's thing. But if I have to create the right marketing to get a person to take action, we have to be able to leverage certain emotional triggers and certain phrases and terminology and marketing. But now Facebook, Instagram, even email autoresponders, I mean, uh, spam checks are now just like this. You, if you say the word financial freedom, you already get one point on the spam check because it sounds like you're saying something about a business opportunity and you're like, that's life, isn't it? And I can't say it in an email. So regulation is coming down really dangerous way to your point of if you're building just on social media, you do not have a business. You are renting space from somebody and they decide, they decide to terminate that lease or regulate what you say, you're really freaking screwed out there. So I'd be, I'd be thinking, rethinking about that strategy and figuring out how do I build the other assets. But if I, like usually when we're coaching somebody, we're like, the first thing you got to do, this is like the must-do strategy. If we're going to like knock out four or five things that we can think about. Number one, they need to have a mission and they need to have a vision for what they're trying to do, to just get on social media without purpose, without intent, without some sort of way to say, I'm calling out to somebody and and enticing you with a better life, a better thing, a solution to your problem. At that point, it's just your friends. And then they're like going to be like, I'll like your stuff, I'll follow you, but I'm just not going to pay you because you're not showing me where you can take me. Everybody is somewhere and they want to be somewhere else. Uh, your audience is a lot of people that want to transition from the job world to the entrepreneurial world. Well, you're gonna, you have to paint the vision and the mission to them that you're like, I'm helping people that are not, you used to call it, do you still call it the cubicle life? They're in the cubicle life and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're in the cubicle life. I'm going to show you how to get into the freedom life. That's a mission. And you're like, I'm out here. Why you started a podcast, why you do all the work that you do. It's because you're like, I'm going to take more people from that cubicle life and put them into the freaking freedom life. Awesome. That's mission. That's message. That's movement. That inspires us. That connects us. That puts people together. That creates the ambition for somebody to want to say, that's why I'll click on that free gift or that's why I'll take that offer. Otherwise, it's just feel good content. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And people are just getting too caught up, like you said in the beginning, on will this post get me likes? And sometimes I've learned that the posts that get the most likes aren't the ones that convert anyone or anything for me. And then I'll have those posts where I know I'm adding value and I'm speaking directly to the pain point of my person, my tribe, my people. And it might not get the most likes, but either it's what fills my inbox with inquiries or gets people to click the link to purchase, it gets to the point and it builds a sustainable business. So when people are just aiming at the ego stuff, they're missing a massive opportunity to be converting their ideal customer in not just building followers, but building a loyal client base. That should be the end game. Correct. So if you're putting out content and you're not getting the list growth or the sales growth, what do you think of the reasons behind that? The number one thing, well, number one, two, and three things I see is the person on social media doesn't know their audience. They're just feel like, I feel like saying this shit, but they're not thinking about like a big section of, of what I do with our company, the fitness profit systems and the whole fitness. Like we're like, 
we know it's the fitness and health niche. So we're like, we know it's that audience. So when we're putting out content, I'm not just like, hey, here's me on a Saturday night doing this thing. I'm thinking about how am I going to serve that audience, add value to that audience, and create relevant topics that will also help position a product or offer I have if I want to make a fucking sale. My content should match an offer. Otherwise, what are you doing it for except for potential positioning? But positioning without the business model on the backside just leads to like a lot of followers, a big list, but no sales. So you got to get to know your audience, decide who you're going to serve. You've got that. You've got the foundation to move forward. So talk to me about, let's go a little deeper on the whole quantity over quality thing, because I feel like you're a great example of that. Like you've built successful seven plus figure businesses without having hundreds of thousands of followers or without having to find your success through just likes and comments. So where what are the mistakes people are making there? What can they do better? And why is it not about the number of people that you have necessarily in order to monetize that following? Yeah, because uh, great, great questions. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is a, a hundred percent. I see a lot of people get stopped dead in their tracks because of the comparison game, because they're looking at the people with the hundreds and thousands of followers and millions of followers and what they have to do to get that and to monetize. And they're like, I can't do that. So it freezes them. I'm like, nah, I just found my niche, my audience. And first of all, any niche today, you could be into like quilting and go make a six-figure freaking business. I know people in that space that are like, I teach people how to make at-home gardens with a three-foot sill box like thing. And they're like, that's my thing. But they're making six figures, teaching courses on how the hell to make your own at-home vegetables in that, that this notion that I have to be out there at the slope, it's, it's not real. What the difference is, is did you choose your audience and do you know what problems, wants, ambitions, aspirations, frustrations, struggles, et cetera, that they have? So when you're putting out content, it's helping position you as an authority and an expert in that space. If you're seen as the authority, the expert, then the person's like, you have the tools or you have the coaching or you have the help I need to achieve the thing I want. And don't people pay for things that they're like, I'm struggling with this. I need help with this. I'm willing to buy something. We're just often not positioning our expertise or our authority. And if we were going to go even a little bit higher, I'd be like our leadership. We don't position those things in the market. It's the feel good stuff. It's the even like, I'm afraid that if I put something and promote something of mine, will they think I'm salesy? Will they think like I'm out there promoting and marketing? I'm like, if you're in business, I hope the hell yes. If not, don't be in business. Go be a civilian. Go be an employee for somebody. But if you're going to be a business owner, you better get okay. You better get right with freaking selling and marketing. Definitely. Make sense? Yeah, absolutely. People balk at that like it's a bad thing. But how do you expect to, to – no one's going to market it for you. Like you can't – this isn't going to be a magic thing by just sharing pictures of like your cat and getting 8,000 likes and never talking about your product. Yeah, I mean I'm always like <laughs> a mentor – once was just like, I mean, he wants, he does, says it all the time, but he's just like, man, if you're like 21 
and you still have a problem with selling, just go get therapy. <laughs> like, go get a therapist, go figure out why you got your money problems and just put them behind you because barter isn't acceptable anymore. I can't come to Liz and be like, hey, Liz, help me do this and I will trade for you my prize winning hog here that won the county festival and whatnot. And I have six chickens for your eggs. And well, you do live in Wisconsin. That could be an actual, that could be actually legitimate. So I'm potentially using a bad example. You are because we legit barter out here for, <laughs> it's like we have a farmer come hay our field in exchange for like Michael helping him with something. <laughs> well, okay. So that's not general, so if you're in middle America, Idaho and Wisconsin, maybe, but for the most part in a business model, you just, it doesn't exist. Money is the way we've decided value exchange happens. So you got to get right with that. So I'd be like, figure out what your niche or your topic or your audience is. If you can get clear on that, then you can start to actually think about the business model. This, this person that you have, uh, or that you were talking about, she's just creating nutrition programs, correct? If I remember right? Yeah. Okay. So being like, that's just what you offer, but that's not thinking about the audience that you have. Is it busy working professional women who are always on the go, have no time, are struggling with convenience, and they need quicker solutions? I'm making something up. But I'd be like, now you're clearer on the audience. It's that busy professional woman that's always on the go. So when you're able to then be like, hey, I get your world. I understand where you're coming from. I've been there myself or I help people that are in that situation. You could start turning the content to be revolved around her and the betterment of her world. Not just, hey, look at my life, but hey, I'm out here back to that mission vision to help you succeed in life. That's going to help better than you just thinking I got to go put content out. So yeah. get clear on that. And you got the next steps to then start to be like, okay, because I know who the audience is, I can start crafting having something to offer. So let's dive into that because I feel like that is the next step. And people might do that first piece of getting, figuring out their niche and understanding it and speaking directly to that audience and that person, but then they don't take that next step. And I feel like this is where the meat and potatoes of monetizing your social media is. It's not just email me if you want a personalized meal plan. It's now we're building something out. So talk about, I feel like you're masterful in this. So talk about, go off on one of your obnoxious talking with your hands, veto rants, about this next piece. I give you permission. No, I'm going to be calm <laughs> and professional and just slow voiced here. But no, I mean, here's the thing. You got to have something to offer and sell. That's, that's pretty clear. Otherwise, just get out of the game. Don't pretend you're going to be an entrepreneur. Don't pretend and whatnot. That's the dreamer talk. I cannot handle the dreamer talk without the doer talk. So if you want to go monetize social media, you got to start doing, which doing means you better start building some products. So it comes down to like the best way I've seen. So you answered that question about how do you monetize a smaller audience and still make like a seven figure thing? It's knowing how to create an Ascension funnel, Ascension suite of your products. 
So that's the idea of being like, I have a low tier product, a core offer, a membership site, high ticket coaching events, masterminds, all that kind of stuff. Having that through line is how you can take a smaller audience that you love working with instead of having to have tens of thousands of customers. So you just got to kind of map out to your audience what can you solve for them and how do you start creating like what a, a stacking suite of them. So let's take your thing for a second, right? It's people that are stuck in the cubicle life. So the first problem that they have is what? They're like, I don't know what's available to me. I don't even know how to start making time to start transitioning out of, but what's the want? They want to ditch the nine to five, right? But they're like, I don't even know what my options are. and whatever. So that's why you're like, well, the first set of problems is just this. So that's why you created the ditch the nine to five planner, which is like seven days to figure out a game plan on how to ditch the nine to five. So when you're out there building all that content about the freedom lifestyle and this and that, all they're doing is sitting in there freaking like, pain like I'm in the effing nine to five. This sucks. I'm in the cubicle life. But there you are saying, hey, ladies and gents, if you don't take the first step and never start planning to get out, you'll just wake up at 60 with years of regret and you never lived your life. So the first step is how do you start planning to ditch the nine to five? So you created that what we call a low tier gateway product so that you can start monetizing your list and ad spend and start getting people to spend their first dollars with you, right? Okay. From there, you're like, what was your next product? Next one coming out? Yeah. Escape plan. The escape plan. Because now that you have the desire and you're like, okay, I chose the vehicle on how the hell I'm going to ditch the nine to five. You now to actually need to go out and start doing that. So you were able to then create the next product to say, hey, now that you're here and you just solved that piece, the next problem is you actually got to get to work on that thing, that escape plan. So now I'm going to coach you through that. So that allows you to take that person on the front side and not make them a one-time buyer, but make them a second-time buyer. But now you're charging more for that next step because it's a bigger step. It's going to take longer to do. So you're like, yes, but now also what are you doing? You're building a loyal following. You're getting them to spend time with you. You're creating culture. You're delivering results. You're adding value to their life. So now they're like, good God, I'm actually starting to like Liz. I don't know. I don't know why, peeps. But hey, if this is the person you're following, you roll with it. She'll take you a good place. But there you are. sitting. There. You're going to then be like, hey, now that you've got an escape plan, what's the next thing? And you're going to keep creating a progression for that person that was all the way once back in the cubicle life, and you're going to take them to that highest. And I don't think you've even built that out yet because you're still going through your thing, but that's the path of progression. It was like when we take people that want to build an online business, and we're like, you're back from no clear vision. You got to get clarity of that vision to make a product there. Then you're like, do you even know what an online business is? No. How about we just teach you the eight elements of what an online business is? Okay, great. Do you actually have people to sell your product to? They're like, no. So I'm like, don't worry about the product. Do the audience attraction planner because you're going to learn to attract your audience. Okay, now, do you actually have a product? You've ever launched it? Has anybody ever been through your product? No. And you want to just put it out on the market? Like, fuck all? Like, da-da-da? How about you run it like a focus group first? So we'll give you the focus group planner. Okay, now you want to know, how do I build the automation? How do I build the online systems? Okay, that's our fast track to an online business blueprint. 
So you just match your audience's problem, solution, problem, solution, and you keep on elevating them up. And that's how you're going to start just laying out that ascension funnel that takes somebody that bought a $47 product and you can turn them into tens of that. I mean, I've had people that were a $47 buyer pay 60000 a year for coaching from a $47 product because of the ascension. That's the whole trick in monetizing less people. And guess what the beauty about that whole thing is? Less people means you need less staff, less customer service, less whatever. We got, again, there's different models to all this, but we made a decision for the life that we want to live, you know, living on a vineyard and living this and that, that we're like, I rather make more money with less people. So we have less people problems type stuff yeah. and less stuff to deal with and better quality of our lives because of our models based on a lot of coaching. But you can decide anything you want from there. But the whole thing is, is you're not going to get those high ticket people, those people willing to pay you thousand bucks a month, 5,000 a month, 10,000 a month, whatever it is. If you haven't demonstrated success and progress for them by the little products and offers that you put in front of them, you just won't get those people because they won't know, like, and trust you enough, or they won't have seen your authority in the market enough. So build out your offer suite by understanding that niche, that audience, that problem, whatever it is. Because some people think niche just means people. Niche can be also a, a topic area or something like that. Then just plan it out and have the full suite, low tier, mid tier, high tier, high ticket coaching. That girl that you're talking about, all she has is coaching. She doesn't have, hey, get my like seven day, like build your own nutrition menu, like planner. She doesn't have her like never diet again program. She doesn't have her thing. She's got no suite. So she's just get on a call with me. I'll do something with you. There's no plan. There's no process. She's trading dollars for hours, which is ultimately what she's doing in the corporate space anyway. And it's torturous. It's what she's trying to get out of. And she's, it's what she's created a mess for herself. Yeah, I mean, so, so why don't they do that? Here's the thing. You just got to build. So like online courses are probably the most common thing now. And same with membership sites and that stuff. The whole thing is, is the person is just sitting there being like, I don't know how mm-hmm. that's just a bullshit excuse. At this point, I'm like, Mr. Google's is there Go into Mr. Googs and type in something and go look at who is doing it. And go say, do you have a course on this? Do you have this thing? Like initiative. What's separating the dreamers from the doers is the initiative gap. The ones that are just like, you were like, when you came in, you're like, hey, I don't even want to just have this one business model because you have one business that you're running right now. And you're like, you learn. I don't want to be vulnerable in just one business. I want to build another one. And I want to learn how to do this online thing so that I can go out and do that. And you're like, I went and got a coach. I started attending seminars and events that were around that topic so you can learn it. So you created a path of knowledge. You put yourself into mentors with knowledge. You put yourself into a community with knowledge so that you're like, I'm going to cut this learning curve right now. But you also have an urgency to do it because you're like, I want to make sure our kids are taken care of. I want to make sure that the family's taken care of. I want to serve this message because you're like, it kills me when I see people trapped in the nine to five and they don't know how to get out. So you're using your voice also as a lead generator to get people out there because you have message. That's where I see most people like 
that girl might be putting out some stuff, but she's looking at herself as a product builder, which is fine. But that's commoditized in the market today. Those that are using personality, voice, and message are creating the inspiration and the ambition to step into their world. That's going to always monetize more than just even product development. But that's a, a conversation for another time. I would just be telling you, it's like the number one reason you're not monetizing six figures plus automated wise is you have no ascension, no ascension product suite. So you just got to start being like, what can I take? Because you were like, I could either teach the seven steps to ditching the nine to five one-on-one all the time. And I could keep saying the same shit over and over, or I could build blogs. I can shoot videos. I can get content up, automate it, evergreen it, then create the products that match that content and say, oh, do you need help with that? Here's my course. Here's my course. Yeah. Oh, here's the next thing. I mean, it's just, it's not hard in the doing. It's hard in our confidence to step into that. But confidence will come with competence when you just get the plan from somebody. But what do you, what are most people spending their money on today? Netflix. And they're spending it on distraction instead of spending it on, okay, if I want that, I'm going to invest in that and get my priorities straight, say no to other things so that I can achieve the things that I want. Instead, they keep doing more of the same because of their own fear of failure, perfection. I mean, list can go on. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like it's such a powerful way of thinking when people start to prioritize what they actually and ultimately want in their lives. And to, to jump back for a second to something you said, when you're talking about the ascension and creating a plan, just for the listeners who might not be thinking outside the box on their own to help you kind of have a a vision of what's possible. It doesn't have to start with an online course. Like you can create an ebook. You can come up with a a group coaching plan. So that girl that we talked about, the one that is selling individual nutrition plans, maybe she instead comes up with a group coaching to start to get everybody in one place and save herself some time, but still generate more income. Or you're coming up with a membership site. There are so many different options. Courses are a great option. And one that, like Vito said, can be an ascension from a low tier, low ticket offer all the way up to, I mean, we see courses all the time, two, $3,000. You can also host a virtual event or summit. You can host a local event. You can host a national event. So if you're a really strong speaker and you want to be on stage, there are just way too many opportunities for income growth and using social media as one of your, one of your platforms to reach your people not just by inspiring them, but inspiring them to actually take action. That's a huge difference. You'll see, I follow a few different bloggers and people on social media because I think their pictures are really pretty. Their kids are really cute. But from a marketing standpoint, I look at their posts and I'm like, and they get like 3000 likes. And I look at their posts and I'm like, what's the point though? Like I, your kid's cute, but like, you're not telling me to do anything. You're not inspiring me to take any new action. You're not asking me to buy anything. You are literally not building a business. You just have this really time-consuming hobby of editing photos and putting them out in social media and then sitting there and counting how many likes you get. And those people are the ones that I want to like shake and be like, oh my God, you have no idea the gift, the platform, the opportunity you have that you are not taking advantage of. You are not monetizing this. And 
until you shift from that, like, oh, I just want to inspire the world. I want to get a bunch of likes. I want people to see me and know me and shift that. That's great. That's a good foundation into, I want to inspire them to take action with me so that I can serve them through what I know, what I've experienced, what I love, what I'm passionate about, whatever, and giving them something to do. It's a whole new ball game. You go from wasting a shit ton of time on doing the stuff to making money while you sleep and living the life you're intended to live, but also helping other people live the life they're intended to live, whether it's to be an amazing gardener or an incredible, you know, quilter, like you mentioned, or to be a business leader or whatever that like you have had. I talked about it in one of my previous episodes. You don't have to have people like will say, well, I don't, you know, I work in marketing, but I don't feel confident enough to run like a marketing online marketing business. Great. That's fine. Have you experienced something in your life that you could walk someone through? Have you lost a loved one and you're here to still talk about it and tell the story? Can you walk people through that grieving process and let them know the resources and the tools and the whatever that you like? We've all had experiences. Build something on that that will serve your people think outside the box, get creative and don't limit yourself to like, oh, well, my only employment history is X and I can't create a course on that. Great. Don't create a course on your employment history. Exactly. Exactly. I'm always just like, you know, as a, as we have a four and a half month old, I'm like, man, if you were a mom and you figured out like, you're like, I know how to get a crying kid to stop <laughs> in one minute. I'd be like, do you understand that that course is millions? Millions. <laughs> I would throw out anything to be like the like instant baby crying stopping course. I'd be like, what? How much do you want for that thing? We are thinking sometimes too much about just the expertise as compared to also our story because that's like a lot of people just don't understand a personal brand could be about you, your story, what you've learned through your life, and you can go make a business out of that. There's so many different ways. I like that you touched on. If you also want to monetize social media, it doesn't just mean online courses. Maybe you want to run a local workshop, but you want to use social media in your geography to drive 30 people to a workshop where you're charging 100 bucks a person and you made freaking 3,000 bucks in a freaking day instead of I had to freaking like work for 20 bucks an hour somewhere. Mm-hmm. Get outside the box. The whole thing is, is it's infinite what you can do now. What's more important is just like, Get up and go do it for the reason that matters to you. Because if you don't have your internal why, if you don't have that, when it gets hard, when challenge is there, when adversity is there, that's why you stop. That's why you're not willing to get up the hour early. Like when I was 105 grand in debt and I lost my house and my girlfriend broke up me because I'm broke as a freaking joke and whatnot. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to live like this. So that's why I was getting up at 430 and putting in an hour till 5.30 before I had to leave to go to the gym to work my first client at six, every single day watching Brenda Bouchard videos, watching Jeff Walker videos, working on a launch, where I would come home at eight o'clock at night and be like, turn water on in shower, put heat on in oven. As I go back to shower, put tilapia in oven, go shower, come back out. It is 8.30 now. From 8.30 until 10, I will watch more videos. I wouldn't do that if there wasn't something I was trying to fight for or love for or stand for. Those were the things that compel you through those moments. And most people don't want to put in the short-term sacrifice. It's that short-term pain for the long-term gain 
that they never get to right. because they're like, Oh, my kids, my, this, my, that, blah, blah, blah. And this and that I'm like, everybody has had shit in their lives. All things are figure outable when there's a reason why the way is there when the will is there. So to your honest, I'd be like, are you just done? Have you gotten to the point where you say no more? I don't want to live this way anymore. I want it to look like this. Get clear on that picture. Go journal on what's your ideal day and ideal life look like. When you are willing to fight and die for that, get started on shit. Because, and it doesn't have to be like, I'm going to save the dolphins. And da, da, da. It could just be to freaking be that role model for my daughter so I can break the chain of poverty thinking that has gone on in my family forever. I don't know what it is for you, but get that so that when you go out there with this idea about monetizing social media, there's a purpose behind it. The rest is teachable. It's coachable. No coach can come around and give you the will. You have to choose that on your own. Yeah. So such a powerful concept. I think people might tune into this episode thinking they're just getting the tidbits and action items, but there's such a way of thinking behind this. You have to build it on that foundation. Like you can't, we can't just give you the takeaways of like, go apply these three strategies to grow your social media following and make more money doing it. It has to be an understanding of why you're doing it, what your mission is, and get so clear on everything from what you want to build out, but why you want to build it, who you want to serve, the impact you're making in the world. And you were the perfect person to have on for this. Yeah, it was uh, my pleasure to have on. I mean, isn't it that clarity is what took you away from where the cheating patriots are and brought you out to Wisconsin and whatnot? Because you're like, that's the life I want. It's what took Ann and I from the LA area to a vineyard because we're like, we want to one day live this way. So the clarity of that vision will give you the steps to start taking this stuff, you know, have a mission vision though know your audience, have a content to offer strategy, have an ascension funnel, build it eventually to automate and scale. That's strategy. That's a roadmap. But who hasn't had this stuff before them and still said no? Right. Still not done it. Still woken up years later and the mission is no longer closer. Life isn't anywhere closer. It's going to come down to your own personal development and professional development because there's something that you're fighting for. So hopefully the audience digs into that and you're a great person to lead them through there. Thank you. And you know how much it pains me to compliment you, but. Um, here, I, I kind of went a little throw up, came up, came back down. Yeah. And I have to thank you for both being on, but also for the incredible impact you've made in my life since we met and since we got to do that speaking gig together and then work together over the years. And we've had a lot of fun, but you've also really played a tremendous role in guiding me uh, and pushing me because these are things that I've struggled with too. You know, you, there've been plenty of times where I equally needed a kick in the pants to get out of my own way, but also, a sh- you know, an arm around my shoulder to say, Hey, like, I believe in you and you can do this. And you've been that for me. So thank you. Vito. And you're, you're how many months pregnant are you right now? I'm like 8,000 months pregnant. I am 39 weeks pregnant. I have been having contractions this entire interview and I am so ready to have this baby. 
So I'm glad we were able to squeeze this interview in before I have to squeeze a child out. But I mean, I want your, like, I want your audience to really understand that right there. You could, uh, I think you're like your bet, your foul mouth cause an infection in your mouth or whatnot. I was like, Oh, finally her foul little mouth is catching up with her. She's got an infection in her head or something like that, whatever was going on, but you're nine, you're like overdue or the babies do any freaking moment now. And yet you're still shooting content and adding value to your audience at this moment where you could easily say, I'm skipping this podcast this time. I'll, I'll just replay another one. I'll get one down out the road. You're still current because it's important to you. And you're also just flexing your entrepreneurial muscle. You're like, if I said no, I built and conditioned the excuses. But because I said yes, I built and conditioned forward progress. And because you're doing that is why you're well on your way to freaking just being a destroyer and anything that you do out there, girl. So it's always fun to watch what you're doing and how you're taking off. Love being on. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Vito. And where can uh, my homies find you? TheVisionaryPlanner.com if they want to check us out over there or Vito Lafada, Vito G. Lafada on Instagram or Facebook, anything like that, VitoLafada.com. But if they're looking for online business stuff, it's Visionary, the Visionary Planner and off we rock and roll. Awesome. Thanks, Vito. And I appreciate you. And I can't wait to get this episode up live because our people need it. They need to hear it. My pleasure, girl. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. Before you go, make sure you take a minute to subscribe to the show so you don't miss out on all of those amazing fromies, freebies for my homies, obviously, and content that we're creating just for you. And if you like today's episode, can you help us out and help us get this in the hands of more people by taking a screenshot of today's episode and sharing it with your friends, tagging me, passing it around on social media. Guys, we've got to get this mission and this movement out there to more people so that they are living their purpose and living out their dreams and getting paid for it well too. I'm also so thankful for all of the amazing feedback we've been getting in the reviews. So if this podcast is helping you grow, take a second and go review us on iTunes and be sure to check out today's show notes for more details and takeaways from the show. Until next week, guys, keep scaling up.